1: Welcome to episode number 29 of Bleeding Blue and the New York Football Giants lose another devastating football game, 28-27, to 27, against the Colts of Indianapolis. However, there are multiple perspectives one can look at this game from. You can either see this game as another shining example as to how the Giants cannot close out football games and how Eli Manning cannot win meaningful football games, or you can view this game as a part of a master plan to lose the final games of the season. Try your hardest and play well for 55 minutes and then give it away the final five. Truly brilliant tanking plan by the Giants. So without further ado, let's bleed blue. All right. Welcome back. Now, Dave is such a bad, bad guy. He is on holiday vacation or wherever he is. Such a bad guy. He's with his friends. He's with his family. What a terrible guy. So I fired him. I fired Dave from the podcast. And now, as a treat, we have all of the Yankee guys Back for a Giants episode. Renato, Bokra, Brett. And by the way, I actually didn't fire Dave. That's a joke if you don't get sarcasm. All of the Yankee guys are here for a Giants episode. What is going on? Brett, we're going to start with you since you're the only one that's not muted. How are you doing today?
2: Well, I'm doing a lot bad- better now that you didn't fire Dave. <laughs> you know, I was getting a little down just and I'm like, what? Seemed like a nice guy. I don't know, man. I mean, he did not deserve that kind of fate but i'm doing a lot better now um actually we went David. to work today unlike many people
1: <laughs> so there's there's the clapping there's the clapping
2: thank you thank you I, w- I want a whole round of applause can we add an effect in there <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's your effect we don't we don't have a soundboard that's your that's your renato renato is our soundboard <laughs> okay. indeed indeed the so, renato oh. Yeah, oh, we're going ro- ooh, right. <laughs> Brett, be the facilitator, please. Go.
0: All right, Renato, how are you doing today? Uh, having the little Christmas blues. I mean, they at the Christmas you know, eating a lot, you know, just now I really want to do anything today. But boxing uh, day, okay, little boxing day, right? Um, we had a little storm on Boxing Day. How many years ago was that, Brett? Eight, eight years. Little nice little snowstorm. But yeah, we had a little little um thing I'm going sh- to share with you guys later on. Okay, a little sneak peek to something later on. Uh, that's about it. That's all I did today.
1: Renato, why don't you actually just tell us about what your sneak peek or whatever you're
0: talking about? Because we ha- we've had a pretty big day. So I decided to create another podcast, to bleeding, bl- bleeding Blue podcast in which we're talking strictly New York sports, not only just New York sports, but in a way... It's almost like a sports center type podcast. We'll be talk- okay. Thank you, bro. We'll be talking about, you know, we got the Giants and we talk about the Jets, Knicks, Nets, Yankees, you know, all, all any team in New York you want to talk about, listen in. We'll be here. All right. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. So it's gonna be quicker snippets instead of like the 50-minute in-depth
1: analysis of just Giants and Yankees talking whenever they're kind of in season. This is basically going to be, you know, like Renato said, Sports Center. You come in, beginning of your work day. Hopefully, it'll be everything will be uploaded. Everything will be there. You don't have to go online. You just put us on. Here's the score of the game. Here is the top score. Here's what kind of happened. in... Everything, everything. We're going and from stalker soccer...
0: reaction too, you know, you get you need the New York type of reaction to this type of thing. So,
1: yeah. So we're not really sure exactly, you know, what it's going to entail and everything like that because we haven't even recorded an episode, but we thought of it today and we thought we would share it with the world. Michael Bokra, you are the last person we have to check in with. How are you doing today?
3: I am doing fantastic. I'm actually on vacation until the next year. So
1: boo. I'm...
3: <laughs> yeah, boo, boo, boo. Um, I'm actually really enjoying life. Right now,
1: where are you? Where are you right now?
3: I'm in Lake Havasu City, Arizona, right now, and I'm going mm-hmm. to Mexico tomorrow.
1: What I thought you were in Vegas, I, I thought you were just you like me Mexico. No,
3: no, no. So, let me l- let me lay out the trip plan. So, <laughs> so started in Vegas for a day, then we traveled to Oatman, Arizona, then we traveled to Laughlin, and now I'm in Lake Havasu City visiting my aunt for a couple of days. Um, tomorrow we're going to be in Mexico, then come back to Lake Havasu, then go to the Grand Canyon for, for the day and then go back to Arizona for the last four days and then come home. That's lovely. Yeah. It's a, it's a whirlwind of a
2: trip. That doesn't sound any, like any fun at all. I mean, I, I, I feel bad
1: for you. Yeah, really. I thought the majority of this trip was going to be Las Vegas. That's what you made it sound like before it you is were leaving.
3: Gonna, it is going to be in Las Vegas.
1: But you made it sound like the majority of this trip was going to be spent in Vegas. I, I feel like you you haven't even gone to Vegas yet.
3: Vegas, baby. I flew into Las Vegas and then spent oh. the night in Vegas. Oh, so
1: so you wait, so on. you so you came, you saw, and you didn't even do and you didn't even do anything.
3: Yeah, we're gonna be doing it the last four days.
1: You can oh, oh, go to days.
3: a night's game. No, because I'm not
2: a hockey fan. You still have to go. It's fun. Just, just the pregame like festivities is worth it. It's fun.
1: It's I like plan- going to a what? What is that? What is that called in in Southern Jersey, where they have the nights? Yeah. What, what is it? What is that called? What is that called? Medieval times. It's like it's like I mean, medieval times, except it's better.
3: I while I'm in Vegas though, I do plan on going to see the uh, the. Coliseum, the Raider Stadium that's gonna be opening up in a couple of years.
1: Well, you gotta I, take some pictures of that.
3: I do want to go see that. That's one thing I was looking forward to. All
1: right, take some pictures of that. I will. All right. So in other housekeeping items, Bleeding Blue has some pretty exciting announcements besides Renato starting a new podcast. And basically Renato's podcast, it's going to be a it's gonna be a a um a cousin. It's a cousin of Bleeding Blue. I'll be producing it and stuff like that. So I always, I always gotta have my name on this stuff. You'll be dropping
2: the beats for it, some sick be, beats.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Keep in mind, it's the, it's called New York Sports Start of the Day, and it's gonna be sponsored by Bleeding Blue. Oh, so they're sponsored.
1: Be- sponsored, sponsored by Bleeding Blue.
0: Sponsored by Bleeding Blue. So Bleeding Blue has his hands all over this. So if you like Bleeding Blue, like this podcast, join into New York Sports Start of the Day.
1: Our hands are gonna be all over. My hands I mean, will I be would, all I would over say it so because literally the
2: same people who are bringing you. Bleeding Blue.
1: My hands are going to be all over that.
2: Yuck. Yuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In other news, Bleeding Blue has also announced a website. Ble- I'm also announcing that Bleeding Blue has created a website. It's going to be BleedingBlue- com. Dat- I, right, I have no clue. No!
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'll include the website description at the bottom of the, the description of this episode and As always, follow me on Twitter, and I will have the website there. I recently just wrote a blog on Justin Herbert and some reactions that I have to him staying at school for another year and what it means for him and what it means for the Giants. Okay. Um, Also, five stars on iTunes. We have 19 ratings. Uh, If you're the 20th five-star rating, if you write a five-star review, if you're the 20th one, I will love you forever. Okay. So that's all the housekeeping announcements. That's all that matters, isn't it? That's all. That five star rating prize. You want, you want Justin's love. So, uh, that's over. Now that we're almost ten minutes in, we can actually we we can actually. And now that we now that uh, all the people that started listening to this episode have officially clicked off, now we can actually start talking about the New York Football Giants. So, uh, the fellas, they lost another football game, and I was live streaming throughout it. It was lots of fun. They looked good for 55 minutes. The New York football Giants looked really good, and it really looked like the Colts kind of underestimated what they can do offensively and defensively, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Without Beckham, Eli Manning put the team on his back, but basically without Beckham and Saquon, even though Saquon was playing, he was not very effective, wasn't running the ball well. Eli put the team on his back, and he looked for the first 55 minutes Really, really good. And isn't that much like the New York football Giants to just give you false hope, false misguided hope? Isn't that much like just what they do every single year, around this time? That
2: is a perfect description of the Giants. Pretty much every year, like you said, but especially this year. The Giants have lost a lot of close games this year. Let's face it. They have been in position to win a lot of football games this year. And I honestly go and look at coaching. When it comes to losing close games, and it's not just the Giants, believe me, but we're talking Giants here. But uh, yeah, the Giants have lost far too many close games. I, I, I got
0: a stat. I got a stat here. The Giants this year have lost. All right, this is seven points or less. Okay, the Giants have lost uh, seven total games by seven or fewer points <sighs> this year.
2: Just little improvements here and there. I'm not saying that, you know, we're, you're going to be Super Bowl champs, but I'm saying that you're going to give yourself a chance just around the margins. You guys have the talent,
0: man. They
1: do. But a lot of the things that you do have to remember when you, Navarro, that's a great stat. And that's a great stat that a lot of people are going to use to justify, hey, again, for again and again and again, let's reload and not rebuild. And a lot of those, a lot of these close games have come and are attributed to the fact that the Giants are very good in garbage time. When games are basically virtually over, the Giants do a very good job of then tr- scoring points and trying to get back into games. I could, pr- I could particularly remember that Monday night football game against Atlanta. That was a seven-point game, maybe even less, but that was a, that game was over for a very, very long time before the end of the football but game. I
2: can also name you at least three games where it wasn't garbage time. Right. There's Eagles, and this one, Colts. Those no, are absolutely all very winnable games, right
1: there. Jaguars Week One, Cowboys Week yes. Two. I mean, you know, they this Most team it is rare, and that's why that's why you look at you look at last season in the 2017 season, and you look at that Rams game where the Giants just got blown out of the water. You know, they allowed 51 points. It's such an outlier because the Giants usually don't get blown out, and that's what's so frustrating to root for the Giants is that they don't. They're, they're a bad football team, but they don't necessarily play bad football every single week. They're in football games, they're right there. Um, yeah, but again, it's it's just the the definition of definition of insanity. So, fellas, uh what me and David or what David and I have been doing the past few weeks even whether it's Giants' losses or whether it's Giants' wins, we have been giving out game balls because it gives out some structure, just like Renato's top five moments of the week in the Yankee episodes. It gives some structure to the episodes. So game balls for this Giants-Colts game. There's always some sort of silver lining. Who wants to start? Actually, Brett, we're going to start with you. Who do you give your game ball to? And if you want to mention an honorable mention, you can go right ahead, but you don't have to. Okay.
2: So I'll, I'll, I'm going with Eli here. 25 of 33, 76% completion percentage, typical Eli game. But but he had 300 not 309 yards, so that's a little more than I think he usually gets. He had uh, two total touchdowns, one passing. He did have the pick, so obviously wasn't perfect, but he did he did a lot towards winning this game and really kind of. For the most part, played with Andrew Luck. I mean, he wasn't—he was close, honestly. And uh, honorable mention—I'm—it's uh, it, tough to go with anybody that you're not going to name anyway. But uh, I think Ingram uh, had a, a, an
1: excellent game. Eli Manning. We had our Eli Manning episode last week, and for 55 minutes, Eli Manning showed you what kind of quarterback he can be. Mm. For the last final five minutes, he showed you the quarterback that he actually is. And that is a quarterback that cannot find ways to win meaningful football games. Now, you can stretch that even further to say that the Giants are not a team that can find a way to win meaningful football games collectively as a team. This is a team sport. But at the same time, Eli Manning had an opportunity with 55 seconds to go. They were losing by one point. 55 seconds. They had no timeouts left. He had an opportunity to drive down the field with the Pro Bowl kicker on, on their side. If they get on the other side of the 45 yard line, let's just say it's 45-55. That's a 62-yard field goal. You get on the other side of the 45-yard line, you give your kicker a shot to try you win to win that game. You take those odds. He didn't yep. do it. He threw a bad pick into triple coverage. He was looking
2: for Benny Fowler.
1: Who? He was looking for Benny Fowler, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> what a name, Benny Fowler. Mike Mike Vaccaro from the New York Post, and a lot of other fans and analysts who you know who are widely widely respected. You know, they basically come out and said that even though this Giants loss is crushing. It's ultimately encouraging because of how well Eli played. But at the same time, you know, you could, I could, I understand that the defense gave up so many points in the second half, and they were the ones that gave up the game winning score. And I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that defense giving up the game winning score in just a few minutes because it's about situational football. But at the end of the day, our quarterback, our 37 year old franchise quarterback, who we should, rely on two-time Super Bowl MVP winning quarterback, had the ball in his hands with 55 seconds to go, and he couldn't even get us into field goal range to try and win the game. How many timeouts? No timeouts.
2: Okay, then come on. You can't
1: really kill him that much. They were driving. How many times have teams done that against us? How many times have we seen Tony Romo over the years Boker, you can attest to this. How many times have you seen Romo? How many times have you seen Rodgers? How many times have you seen Wentz? How many times have you seen these guys be able to take the ball with 30 seconds left and just drive the ball down into the 40, 30-yard line against the Giants and be able to win a game and snap their fingers like it's nothing? Yeah.
3: Most memorable was uh, Giants-Cowboys week one, 2015. You know, everybody thought the game was over. Uh, Dallas was down by six points. Tony Romo with no timeouts, I believe, or one timeout. Uh, drove right down the field uh, with under two minutes left and hit Tony Romo to Jason Witten. Game-winning touchdown. And it was over, 27-26.
2: little yeah. side note there that you mentioned Jason Witten. He got passed by uh, Zach Ertz for the uh, all-time record for receptions by a tight end in the season.
1: Still has one week left, huh?
2: Yeah, but he already has the record anyway. But yeah, he'll just keep adding on to it. But yeah. Still a little side note.
1: Yeah. So the Giants defense, obviously not good, but it is in today's NFL where offenses are going to score points. And they're going to score points at will. So this argument of that the Giant that the Giants need that they needed to play better, any better than they did for the roster that they have and for this defense that James Betcher has been given to ask the Giants' defense to stop Andrew Luck and to hold them for as long as they did, I I don't think it's feasible. I really don't think it's feasible. Now, here's what I want to get to. With five minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Giants' defense got a key stop on the Colts. Mm. Colts' offense pinned the Giants down inside the 5, inside the 10-yard line. That's a tough spot. It's a very, very tough spot for any offense to move the ball. But... I was live on Periscope and I said if the Giants can move the ball at least up to the 40 yard line, middle of the field, and they could take off two minutes off the clock, two to three minutes off the clock. They could pick up two, three first downs. The game is over. That's all they had to do. Five minutes left. This is the Giants offense that had an they had an opportunity to clinch the football game right there. They went three and out. Two, but- two running plays, one pass play. Go ahead, Brett. I'm I'm just saying, okay, Okay. There, that situation comes up almost every
2: game now in the NFL. It is so difficult as an offense to actually do that, especially if you're backed up at your own five-yard line. The defense is the way more motivated unit there. They need to get off the field, so they're going to attack like crazy. Uh, you know, if a team is down, if the better team is down, Unfortunately for the Giants in this case, it's just unlikely for them to hang on, especially away. So, I, I Obviously, the Giants should have been able to execute better than they did, but like you said, it's a limited roster.
1: I mean, I, I just found it frustrating the fact that I, mm-hmm. I, I am a guy that wants Eli out, but also – Everyone is. I recognize – no, not everybody. Dave wants him here. Really? I recognize game yeah. – Eli Manning was on his game this past Sunday. He was throwing times that play that he made that he made to that he threw to. I believe it was Shepard down the field. The footwork that I saw and the arm strength that we saw out of Eli to be able to get out of the pocket. Throw the ball with really good footwork, not off of his back foot. He was using his back foot as leverage and strength to push the ball down the field. And he hit Shepard in stride. It had to be 40 yards down the field. Beautiful throw. Beautiful game. Inside the 10-yard line, if Eli is looking as well as he's looking in that game, I say Pat Shermer needs to recognize the exigency to get at least one first down and move them out of their own end zone. Have Eli throw it more than once and not on a third down. Or no, I'm sorry. He threw on a second down and they ran it on third down. So you got to see the exigency there. That's my, yeah. That's my perspective.
2: Yeah, and, and you might be right, but, I mean, it obviously has a lot to do with what kind of defense that they see out of the Colts. I mean, maybe they saw that the potential, the potential for a running play there <laughs> against uh, whatever the Colts set was. So, it, you know, it, it, it's, always, it's always easy to second-guess second a coach. And honestly, at, at points this year, I, I know Eli Manning was looking good in this game, Eli has made some really questionable decisions. So, I'm not sure you know, you can completely trust him.
1: That game, that game I did. That game I did. It. And the fact that Barkley wasn't going anywhere. You saw it on the first down, he got 3 yards out of that first down play. Eli had an incompletion on the second on the second down. Then they basically you're basically just giving the Colts the ball back by running the ball. So, that that's where I thought the Giants lost the game. The Giants didn't lose the game by them allowing a touchdown because you're giving the Colts the ball back on the 40-yard line, on the 50-yard line, almost in the in Giants' field territory. You're Again, you're giving them the game. You're giving them that... Gr- the offense were, was the group that gave them that great field position. And that's Andrew Luck you're talking about. Andrew Luck is a seasoned quarterback. And that offensive line, great group of guys on that offensive line.
2: But you know who did come come through and a guy that you might look at?
0: Nick Falls. Oh boy. Oh boy. The <laughs> He's gonna be a free agent this year. Oh boy.
1: All right. So Eli got game ball. Eli had a great game. There were some downsides, downfalls. He gave the game away. He had an opportunity to win it. The Giants offense kind of costed the Giants defense. Don't put so much blame on the Giants' defense. Renato, who is
0: your game ball going to? Mike game ball has to go to the number one rugby receiver for this game for the Giants, Sterling Shepard. And, I mean, he, he balled out. Six catches, 113 yards. He didn't get a touchdown, but, I mean, seven targets, caught six of them. I mean, you you cannot get a better percentage than that. I mean, that's... That's pretty. That's pretty good. To to step up when Beckham was hurt too, when Barkley was not getting anything going, receiving wise or rushing wise, he helped the Giants out within this game. No, no question about it. And if it wasn't for Andrew Luck at the end, he probably would have been the MVP of the game.
2: MVP of the game.
1: <laughs> MVP of the game. <laughs> MVP
0: so
2: of
1: a meaningless Week Sixteen game. <laughs> <laughs> no, this no, technically Brett, this game wasn't meaningless. Um, I, I mean, obviously, since the Vikings won, even if the Giants did win this game, they would have knocked them out of playoff contention. But going into this game, this game, this game did have some sort of meaning with it because the Giants had an opportunity. Because obviously, we didn't know what was going to happen with the Vikings game, but if they won this game, then they would have taken care of business, at least on their end, to try and say, hey, we have a shot. Even though it's a 001 percent of them making the playoffs, we did all we had to do you to ensure that we had a shot. This game, what was that? You guys weren't eliminated before this game. We were not eliminated before wow. the, before before week sixteen of the NFL season. The Giants were still technically alive for the playoffs. Yes.
2: Besides the Vikings, what did you need? I seen the Eagles to lose too. Mm,
1: I think we needed the Eagles to lose one game, but it, if there was a hold scenario that David laid out, and it actually. In a way, it made sense. We needed the Panthers to lose twice. Um, We needed the Redskins to lose once. It was a whole bunch of different teams, but obviously, you know, because the Giants lost and the Vikings won, it didn't matter. So, yes, Sterling Shepard. I'll tell you what, though. If Eli Manning was as accurate as he is throwing the ball to Sterling Shepard as he he should be to Odell Beckham Jr., holy shit, Eli Manning has been so accurate all year throwing the ball to Sterling Shepard. And they had that connection going six catches, seven targets. So, and again, Eli Eli was on it with almost every single receiver this game. But Shepard is a really, really good receiver for Eli. They have they really have a good connection. We talked a few weeks ago about either Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram possibly getting traded. And now you're seeing this week of how maybe you know this team would really benefit. The presence of both of them going into Eli's 2019 season, rather than maybe trading one or both of those guys for future picks. So, dude, you we're can't trade it. those guys. Are you kidding me? Are you crazy? Well, one. Well, we. I, I can see one being traded.
2: Why? We the, one, Both of those guys make up what's good about the team right now. That's just. I'm making any sense. They're they're, they're pretty young still. What do you, would train for future picks so that maybe someday you could draft a guy that might be what Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. I just hate trading for future picks, especially for young players like that. It's so dumb.
1: Well, a few weeks ago, Evan Ingram was in Pat Shermer's doghouse. Like also he was, I think giants fans and people didn't recognize just how hurt and just how injured he actually was. He was dealing with multiple injuries, but for a few weeks, it was Red Ellison and Simonson. They were getting reps over Engram. And now Engram has started to get the reps back at tight end number one, also because now Ellison's hurt. But it's really paid off. And they're also there. I've, I've been calling for this. And Bokra, we talked about this on our fantasy football episode back in August. The fact that Evan Engram is such a dangerous weapon because he can line up not only as a tight end, but he can get his hand out of the ground. And he can line up as a wide receiver and that presents mm-hmm. such a mismatch nightmare yep, so transition Evan Ingram gets my game ball six right. catches eighty seven yards, six targets, no drops he even had he even should have had a rushing touchdown that Pat Shermer should have challenged and he would have had a rushing touchdown. they gave the ball to him on a reverse. The guy has the speed and the intangibles to do it all. He just has to catch the fucking ball. That's what it ultimately comes down to. Guy has to catch the fucking ball. He's a modern um,
2: tight end, certainly, certainly. Yeah, you yeah. Everything that you got to ask from from a modern tight end. I mean, honestly, you know, to, in in this game, you you're, you ask the tight end to block, to be a receiver, you know, to to, to be there to throw a pass
1: <laughs> in the Super Bowl. You're getting too carried away with these Eagles references, Brett.
2: I'm sorry. I, 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 I can't help it.
1: You're getting too carried away. Um, but, but hey, if Pat Shermer does not feel that Evan Ingram fits his system, which honestly, honestly, why not just basically at this point, if you like Rhett Ellison so much, and if Pat Shermer is so committed to using a big tight end as a big tight end, a guy who can both run routes and block, why not just convert him to a wide receiver? Why have Benny Fowler out there trying to, <laughs> trying to run passing routes when Evan Ingram can do just as good as a job being a wide receiver three, not, not a slot guy, but because you have Shepard as a slot guy, you have Beckham that can even line up as a slot guy, but why not use this guy? Pe- fans have been cheering and asking for years for Eli Manning to have a big body receiver. Why not have Evan Ingram be this big body receiver? That makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. So that's my that's my plan. But at the end of the day, also, if the Giants do plan on trading Evan Ingram because he does not pit, fit Pat Shermer's plans, these final few games have been a pretty good uh showcase in terms of what he can do, especially in open space. But also, he caught the ball. Six catches, that's a pretty good day. Six catches, six targets, no drops. Pretty good day. Hold on, hold on. Back up. You're telling me that if, if somebody
2: if somebody was willing to give you like a good
1: amount. For Beckham, you wouldn't trade him for Beckham. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Like, those are those are fighting words. Like just, don't, go there, go. Beckham, don't go
0: there, Beckham on. Don't
1: there. No, I'm serious. That you're not going to win with Beckham. I'm just saying. Who's, but whose fault is that? The Giants. That's 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 and and, and you know this is why and I said this l- late last week, like later in the episode last week, and I should have said it earlier. When we were talking about Eli, I do not blame Eli for not winning necessarily because the guy wants to go out and win. I blame the fr- I blame the organization. I blame John Mara. I blame Jerry Reese. I blame fucking uh, Dave Gettleman. I blame those guys, but especially John Mara, because he's the guy that basically controlled who he was going to hire as GM. And he basically was going to say, OK, Louis Riddick, you want Eli Manning out of here Okay, you're not, you're automatically not hired because I'm going to hire a guy, not necessarily of who's going to be the guy who's going to best run the team, but who's going to be the guy that's going to keep Eli Manning here. So that's the franchise's fault for seeing that Eli Manning can be here and has quote unquote years left. That's their fault for seeing that. (laughs) So, you know. I don't think that that's an excuse to say, okay, because Eli's here and because this franchise is so fucked up, let's just now trade Beckham. Let's just now trade Barkley or you know. I recognize that that's trading Engram thing. Beckham's getting
2: hurt all the time and he and he's you know makes himself like a jackass all the time. He could play. Beckham could play right now. I know he can play. He's just he's gonna play. That that that's my problem. He doesn't play.
1: He had a freak injury last year and then he missed the first six games his rookie year. But rather than that, the dude is balled out in every single game that he's every single game he that he's played up? in. It's
2: important. He rot he he puts up those big numbers in the first half, and where is he in the second half? He's never there. He's Deshaun the Jackson. I think he's worth it.
1: Vernado. Vernado, oh, you not you, <laughs> you can't be you can't be saying these things and then go mute yourself on the Google <laughs> chat. <laughs> oh my gosh, those are fighting words. But no, I mean Beckham is so I think Beckham is so vital to what this team can be because he's because he's no longer the rookie. He's no longer the young guy, right? Yeah. He had his temper tantrum, right? Earlier in his career. He had or temper tantrums. He had his moments. Now I really think that now that he's no longer that rookie, he is now considered a veteran. He can be the catalyst of what young guys on this team should strive to be. Guys that started down below, had all the talent in the world, didn't know what to do with it, but now I feel like he has everything in line and he is a leader in that locker room. That's my opinion.
0: I don't know, man. <laughs> you know it'd be hilarious if the Giants are like trade Beckham and get like a top five pick out of it. They're plus, not like,
1: they're not gonna do that because what what would they do? They first they imagine
0: won- not about, say, imagine they, they do that. And they draft a oh. quarterback. And I think John Nation should be all happy and excited. No, no, man. I, I would be up in arms.
1: I, I, I would know. I
0: guarantee you John Goo is a treat from the offseason. John Good.
1: Yeah, you trade Amore Cooper just so you can get Earl Dale Beckham.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, if you trade to for top five pick and you draft your franchise quarterback, would
1: you take that? No, because we <laughs> the because fran- the franchise quarterback, because the in my opinion, I don't think the franchise quarterback is in this draft class. It's he's not. Okay. Well, what about not even this year? What? What about next year? I'm not trading away Odell Beckham Jr., the best wide receiver in the NFL, when we're when we possibly could be two years away from drafting our future our future franchise quarterback. Why would you do that, Odell? Be- that's that's such a such a weapon. Draft. What was that? Hypothetically,
2: you would trade him. Okay, you, you'd he would play next year. Hopefully stay healthy, hopefully show that he's that he can that he can stay healthy, play a whole season, and then trade him for that top five pick.
1: Yeah, because here's the thing. If the Giants play somewhat well last year well next year, let's just say if they win seven games, right, which is a jump from winning five games or six games, if they find a way to win seven games, then again, we're not picking inside the top five and we're not gonna be yeah. in a position to pick up one of those guys. So obviously that's not gonna be trading Beckham, but the Giants are in a very peculiar situation with their quarterbacks. So, a few of the so we talked so we touched on the Colts. Everybody gave out their game balls. Bokra, actually, you didn't give out your game ball. I did Who do not you give
3: g- out my game ball.
1: Who do you want to give your game ball to? Sorry, <sighs> hey,
3: Bokra. I'm giving my game ball to you, Justin.
1: Oh. And
3: and the reason why is I'm sure after this season you have many gray hairs from the Giants. Very frustrating season. They didn't pick a quarterback. And that that was the start that was the start of uh, a frustrating season. So I'm giving the game ball to you.
1: Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. it's almost cause it's almost like what I said in April is coming true. Where and, and Renato said it too. Renato was with me in the live stream and I've and I and I reposted this again. I reposted it uh, last week. If you go back to the Eli Manning episode last week I said if the I said if Davis Webb isn't good and if the Giants don't win this year then Saquon's a waste, Beckham's a waste, these seasons are just a waste um which is unfortunate but it is what it is. And basically I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter today. It was uh the glass half full. So shout out to you if you're listening to this. He basically just said, dude, we just got to hope and see. You got to, we got to root for the guys that are in blue, and we could just got to wait and see how things are going to play out. And you want to know what? We, it, it's a shame that Giants fans are at the mercy of just fate. We're at the mercy of just fate. and Everyone's at the mercy of fate. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty deep, Brett. Pretty deep. <laughs> but, you know, we're just, it's just, let's just wait and see what happens. And that sucks. That sucks that we have just, just oh, let's just wait till Eli's, let's just wait till the Giants, um, either force Eli out of town or till Eli just drops dead until we have to find a new, uh, find a new quarterback. Cause that's it, so mean, unfortunate. You could just, you could just let him go without killing him. I mean, that, that, that'd, that'd be nice, but that would never happen. That would never happen. So you did you'd
2: they'd have to kill him first.
1: Yeah. No, or, or, or no, no, we're not, we will not, he will have to just uh, like, it's like oh. the Avengers movie where they just disintegrate. Spoiler oh, alert. okay. Spoiler oh. alert. I never saw that Everyone's movie by the
2: watched way. That and I've, I've never seen it.
1: I'm saying anybody who has it is not going to. I, I yeah. want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet though.
2: Oh, I don't I don't really don't
1: really care at I all. I know the en- I know the ending though. They disintegrate, right? They just disintegrate into air into the air. Yeah. But they all but they all
0: come back somehow and they're all alive. It's, it's I uh, I like your album. as as Justin mentioned, I, I was one of those fans back in April who said the Giants need a quarterback. Well, they're going to waste Saquon's career. Because I said the Giants had a two-year window. Yeah, those were One all window. the fans. Oh, Hold on, hold on, The Giants have two years to win with Saquon. Or oh, else well, it's a waste of the pick. And when I said this Jets got Sam Donald, I'm like, thank you, Giants. Thank you. It's going to take longer for the Jets to rebuild than the Giants' word, right? But – I think the Giants need to start rebuilding and going. I know we said the six, the six games that were close, seven points or less. I know we mentioned that, but I just—you need a franchise quarterback in this league to survive. You need a franchise quarterback, and I don't think Eli is the answer anymore. Okay. I don't think, I don't think, so once again, I, I, I mentioned this earlier.
2: I'll extend an olive branch, we're Nick Falls.
1: I don't think there's any way the Eagles. Oh, like I, don't think is
0: Philly. No. I, I think if they make the play, if they win week 17, Minnesota loses. Nick Foles will forever be a field of the Eagle. And once his career will be done, that's it. <laughs> nope. Not, I'm not playing. I you have, am not no,
2: playing. You have no pulse on the Eagles, but that's okay. This is a Giants podcast.
0: How do, I, how do I have no pulse on the Eagles? Tell me. How?
2: Okay. Because the Eagles will never do that. Well, you guys would be stupid then. I'm sorry. No. What are you going to keep? Nick Foles, you can, you're going gonna to keep him around for, what, $20 million or plus as your backup quarterback and waste all that, keeps all that back, You can't do that. Somebody's going to be a starting quarterback, and it won't be the Eagles. They're not going to move on from Wentz. I'm just saying that's what's going to happen.
0: Well, I, I, I'm saying it's a mistake. That's all I'm saying. It's a mistake. I
2: don't think it's a mistake. All
0: right. A
2: healthy Wentz is better than quarterback Foles. Quarterback controversy. It's not a quarterback <laughs> controversy. It, it, these are facts.
1: Healthy one. Let
0: let him go to the
1: Giants then, because I'll let the Giants get Nick Foles. Giants ain't offering shit for him. (laughs) Why? Because the Giants have Eli Manning. (laughs) Which, which uh, you can't see me, but I'm putting my hand in my head as I say the Giants have Eli Manning.
3: (laughs) I can see you. Turnover machine, love it.
1: No, Eli's, yeah. not a, Eli's not a turnover machine anymore. He just, he just doesn't throw the ball down the field. However, that's why he looked really good against Indianapolis. He threw the ball well down the field. He's now turned and, to
3: check. And then he turned the ball over. No,
1: Eli, Eli hasn't really been turning the ball over that much this year. So you got to give him credit for that. He's no, you're right. He's scared. Brett's right. Twinkle, twinkle toes. Twinkle toes. All right, in other news, Justin <laughs> Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon, chooses to stay. His senior year, which Ooh, wow. I don't, right, so don't know why
2: nice. I don't
1: know why you would do that, bud. But uh, I, I I use this I use this in my blog. Ready for this line? I forget the line. I forget the line. Hold on. Well, come on, man. <laughs> I forget the line. All right, hold on.
2: You were setting that up perfectly.
1: That's but I, that's why I want it, I want to get it right. Just the moment there, classic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Call me crazy, call me maybe. you like that? I would take advantage of being the best looking pig with lipstick on this year instead of treading into the unknown next year because yeah. of next year, 2020, ton of QB prospects Tua, uh, Tua, go wah, 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 wah. Tua. don't
3: disrespect Tua like that.
1: He's not <laughs> I'm sorry, Tua's I don't know. I don't buy him as a real NFL prospect. go ahead. He's got another year to develop. Um, I mean, and then you got an, you got another guy out of Auburn. But uh, Justin Herbert, as of right now, he's the number one quarterback prospect in 2020. From Could have from definitely Georgia.
0: been. You're forgetting one of the quarterbacks that may enter, Justin.
1: Jake Fromm
0: out of Georgia. That's another guy, I guess. I, to me, out of all the guys you just mentioned, he is the best percentage in the NFL.
1: Who? Jake Fromm?
0: Yep. I I like
1: him too. But anyway, that's next year. Yeah. Yeah. Herbert had an opportunity. Like I said, he had to be the the he had an opportunity to be the best looking pig with lipstick on. It's not funny. And now it's
2: uh, Drew Locke. All right, so now oh it's so
1: now it's Dwayne Haskins. He's pretty much a, a, a surefire top five pick. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Yes, because yes. quarterbacks, cause you cause teams get desperate for quarterbacks. Drew Locke. Is Drew also Locke. Oh, I thought you said I think you said Drew Luck. I'm like, what?
0: Drew Locke? You, who's that?
1: Quarterback out of Missouri. Who? Quarterback
2: out of Missouri. Yeah, I don't know who this is. I watch college football. I don't know who this guy is. Because you don't watch Missouri football. I don't watch Missouri football either, but I've heard of him. He's been he, – they've been talked about all season. Every time you see on ESPN – Spell his name. last
0: name for me, please. Spell his last name.
2: L-O-C-K. Lock. Drew Lock? I, I think is there's it? an E in there. No,
1: there's no E. Never mind.
0: Drew Lock? Drew Lock. All
1: right. All right. Well, anyway, they're you – know, Herbert decides to kind of take a chance on himself and he you know wants to take another year at Oregon to develop rather than basically you know he he's he's the he's the, he's, the, he's not the number 1 pick necessarily but he's the number 1 quarterback coming out of the draft and he's it, it it would have been a slam dunk. So what this means for the Giants. It basically for me and I don't want to get too into this because we've talked about this extensively on this podcast. It brings up sour Thoughts it brings up sour memories, going back to April of 2018. Especially seeing Lamar Jackson leading his team into the playoffs. Sam Darnold has 17 touchdown passes in 12 games. Eli Manning, Eli Manning has 19 touchdown passes in 15 games. Tough. Um, Giants had an opportunity to take their guy, and they had an opportunity to set it up for the next 15 years. But now we're looking at this year taking probably a pass rusher in the top 10 passing on a quarterback another year, repeating the definition of insanity over and over and over <laughs> again. And now we're betting on Eli Manning again, and we're going to reload instead of rebuilding, and we're going to do it one more time. One more time. One more time. There you go. All right, so that's, so that's <laughs> Justin Herbert. He's betting on himself. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him.
2: Well, I think you're right. Someone's going to reach on. Someone's going to pick Dwayne, Hask- Dwayne Haskins. Top five, no doubt.
1: Yeah,
0: and it it might be the s- Giants.
1: It might be the Giants. The so. it, it might be. But you want to know what this is a? This is such a. And we're going to talk about this more. But this is such a scary, scary scenario, because if the Giants go off to another one and seven start next year, instead of Kyle Luletta's name being called, who he's a fourth round pick out of Richmond, how scary is it that? Dwayne Haskins, our first-round pick. Do you know the pressure? First of all, we wouldn't even be. It wouldn't even get to a point where we are one and seven, where Dwayne Haskins' number would be called. It would if if we're zero and two. If we're zero and three, Eli would never. I I, I can't imagine how bad. I, and I Eli would never. What control does he have if he's playing bad? But can, that's that's a bad bad scenario. Bad scenario. You
0: thought,
2: I got news here. They're moving on from Eli if they pick Dwayne Haskins. Well, not, no. not gonna play any games.
1: No. If they're, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, we're, we're going to talk. We'll, we'll have a Bleeding Blue Giants <laughs> offseason episode. I want to talk about the Cowboys because this is the last game of the year. Let's live in the moment. We got one more game. We got one more game of Giants football. Let's enjoy it. I will be there. I will be live streaming. Michael Bokra is a Cowboys fan. Congratulations on winning the NFC East, Michael Volcra. Thank you. You have won it. The Cowboys have not won it. You won the NFC East. <laughs> it was all you. They listened to you and everything that you say. You. Michael, tell us tell us a little bit about not necessarily about the Cowboys, but what, we, what should we expect this Sunday maybe from the Cowboys? Because you've clinched everything. This game is basically a meaningless game. What do you want to see out of them? What do you expect?
3: I want to see Dallas get better in the red zone. I want to see them move the ball better on offense. Um, Dallas is statistically, this season, one of the worst red zone teams uh, in the NFL, so they have to work on that. Uh, there's, no, there's no exceptions to that. They have to be better. Is that going- on...
1: Is that on offense or defense that they're one of the worst? Offense, offense. Offense, okay. Yeah, sorry. What, Um, what, they're not using Zeke in the red zone or what, man? What's going on?
3: They haven't been giving Zeke the ball in the red zone enough. Put it that way. Um, They're running – see, the thing that I don't understand is their offensive coordinator, Scott Linehan, I don't know what it is with him, but he's not calling – I don't know what it is, but he's not – he's not there mentally. I I don't know what's wrong with him, (laughs) but – he literally gets my blood boiling every week. I don't care how far they – I don't care if Dallas wins the Super Bowl this year. I don't care if they get knocked out first round. I don't care if they make it to the NFC Championship. Whatever the case is,
2: Linehan is done after the season. I'm done, I'm done with him. They win the Super Bowl. He's not done. You know that, right? I mean, he's probably done, but in a different way. Somebody else is going to hire him.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have someone else deal with the headache because I can't.
1: So what are you expecting this Sunday? What are you expecting to see? What are you expecting them to do? Who is going to start? Who isn't going to start? What, what are we going to see? Well, I know for a fact
3: Zach Martin is not starting, so they're going to put probably Connor Williams, their second-round pick, in at um, right guard. I know he's not starting, so everybody else should be starting. Uh, I haven't heard any news on other players that are going to be sitting this game at this point in the week. So I'm expecting them to go out there and win because I want them to carry winning momentum into the playoffs. That's what I'm expecting. Hopefully score more than 20 points because when Dallas scores 20 points or more, they're undefeated. Wow, really? Yeah, 8-0 or 7-0. Jeez,
1: Jeez that's, a, that's a pretty good stat. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I, 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 I looked at the weather. um renato i actually looked at the weather yesterday and first of all weather reports this is coming from renato rodriguez who was my professor for uh meteorology for some for a summer semester and he said if you look at a weather report more than three days in advance it is most likely going to be inaccurate there's a 50 percent chance of rain on set on sunday so <laughs> on as sunday? Of right, yeah on sunday um but it's going to be 50 it's going to be it's gonna be fifty-one degrees on Saturday and sunny. So I'm hoping if we can have some sort of compromise from Saturday snow. to Sunday, I'm
0: hoping <laughs> no, not snow, Brett. No right. snow. <laughs> there could, there could be, there, actually, I was just gonna mention there could be some some sort of snow out there. All right, geez. But <laughs>
1: But after that, after that rainy disaster against Tennessee that I sat through, that I would like it to at least be cloudy and forty. If that's not, if, if that that's my that's it's my compromise. So baby, man. Yeah. You, so,
0: you, you, you want cloudies and forty? That's that's what you're asking me for.
1: That's what I'm asking on Sunday. Can you make that happen for me? I mean,
0: I could try. I mean, I can't. Okay. I can't really guarantee anything.
1: All right. But, so, have you looked at the moss, though? I have not looked at the moss. And yeah, that the moss.
0: Come on, man! Look at the moss. <laughs> yeah, look at the moss, guy. It's the first thing I taught you. Come on, yeah, look at the moss. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta look at the moss. All
1: right. So, any final thoughts? I am going to predict that the Giants are going to hell. They're gonna win because that's what they do. Um, week <laughs> seven, week seventeen, meaningless games. They're gonna win. The Giants are gonna win twenty-seven to twenty. And Bokra's stat is going to be debunked because he said it on the podcast. It is going to become untrue. The Cowboys will lose their first game of the season when scoring at least 20 points. Giants win 27-20. Possibly Eli Manning's final game, but probably not.
3: I was just going to say, Justin, you can't ask me my thoughts without giving your thoughts but you already
1: did that. Yeah, we're 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 wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Renato, we're wrapping final up. thoughts and give us your your game prediction
0: with some final scores. Okay, right, so my final thought is I I think the Giants are getting there. I think they made a good pick with Barkley. Um I I'm looking forward to see what the Giants do in the offseason. I'm, I'm really curious how they do it in this game and I'm curious how they do it in the offseason. I got the Giants as well winning this game. All right, it's gonna be a, a, a not close game, actually. I'm I'm predicting Giants twenty-eight, Cowboys fourteen. Whoa. Brett. What the hell's wrong with you,
2: man? <laughs> we're, we're predicting the game. We're yeah. predicting this football game.
0: Well,
1: final thought fi- give us your final thoughts and then um you know give us a give us a score. All right, the, the Giants are gonna win this game. Wow. wow.
2: Cowboy haters here. Uh, no, 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 no! I'm just haters. saying it's so it's so meaningless that this is this is like you said the optimum kind of game for them to win. Um, I'll, I'll go like a uh, it might it might be kind of a bad game for the Cowboys overall again because they haven't wrapped up. And it could be like a 24 to 10 kind of game. Dang, he agrees with me. Brett agrees. Yeah, cause I didn't even hear you. I, that, that was me just thinking off the top of my head.
0: I said 2014, Teresa. Yeah.
2: 28
3: points. Dallas defense is going to give up 28 points
1: to the Giants. Yeah, they're going up 28 points, Bob. Giants have been scoring it points, man. More. It might
2: be more. I don't know. No, I don't all right. all
1: right. I don't know. Brett, you're That's pushing more, it. <laughs> I
2: don't know, man. Good bit. <laughs> all, all right. Bocos, so. I, know, I need to hear what Bocas.
1: going to get all mad. He's like, 50 to
2: nothing, Cowboys. <laughs>
1: No, absolutely. Oh, oh wait. Not. Well, Boker, didn't, Boker, you said the Cowboys yeah. were going to win, but you did give us a score. All right. So, yeah, I did a not score. give you
3: a score. I was going to say 24 16 Dallas. Okay.
0: okay that's that's
1: good. a good score. That's a good score.
3: Yeah. Not not a lot too of field high, goals? Not too low. Yeah. Oh, definitely a lot of field goals. I don't even need to watch the first drive, and I can guarantee you the first drive is going to end in a Dallas field goal. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, this team like the back of my hand, man. I'm, I'm telling you.
1: All right, so this Sunday, 1 o'clock, week 17, at MetLife Stadium, the Giants will wrap up their season. It results in another top-10 draft pick where we will hope for a future that includes winning more football games because that's the whole idea of the game of football. It's winning football games, and I feel like some Giants fans need to remind themselves of that rather than holding on to things and people that, are resulting in you losing football games. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. I will be at the game this Sunday. I will be live streaming. Follow me at J 74 on Twitter. I'll be live on Periscope. I'll be hanging out. I'll be eating. If you're going to be at the game, DM me on Twitter. Come meet up with me. Come hang out. Um, yeah, I will be
3: watching your um, Periscope live feed. Yes, I'll be watching your Periscope, Justin.
1: Yes. Yeah, so make, yeah, make, chat with me, Boca. You got to You got to chat. So if you're watching I, I, on I, Periscope, I, you got to chat. I'm going
3: to see if I can watch the game out here.
1: Yeah, Reddit, Reddit NFL streams. Well, they had the um, Cowboy Buccaneer game
3: on on actual TV out here, so I didn't All need right.
1: to watch Reddit. Yeah. All right. So keep on bleeding blue, everybody. Check out our pod. Check out our new podcast and check out our website. Peace out till yeah. next week.
0: Good night.